This is Two Naked Hypnotherapists podcast by Heather and Connie. Do you want to achieve optimal health, ultimate success, perfect relationships, true spiritual awakening, and ever flowing abundance in your life? Are you ready for the naked truth? Then you've come to the right place. This podcast will give you free mind hacking and healing tools no other hypnotherapist will tell you. We are passionate about helping people transform their lives, and that's why we created this podcast. This is episode 27 of the Two Negative Hypnotherapist podcast, and today we want to share with you how 2021 went for us what some of our challenges were and what we've learned from them, what we're grateful for, and how we're getting ready to transition into 2022. And we also have some foolproof steps for you on how to set your intentions to achieve whatever it is you desire this coming year. Hypnotherapist podcast is not meant to be replaced with medical treatments or to diagnose medical conditions. The information we share on this podcast is based on our personal views and should not be used to treat or replace your medical or clinical treatments. If you are experiencing any physical mental conditions, please consult your physician first. Hello and happy December, everyone. I'm Heather. It's getting cold out here in New York City, but it is such a beautiful time in New York City with all the holiday lights and decoration around the town. Yeah, I love it. It's so cozy. <laughs> Very beautiful. Mm -hmm. Believe it or not, this is our last episode of 2021. Wow, yes, it is. <laughs> the last one. Yes. We've changed our mind at the last minute to share our reflection of 2021 and also the failure-proof intention-setting technique for New Year 2022. I'll share a new way of setting your New Year resolution that actually works at the end of the show. So if you are interested in, please stick around for the powerful manifestation technique. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I actually will do this on New Year's Eve. <laughs> That's amazing. So hi, beautiful friends. I'm Connie. And yes, yeah, so our last episode for this year, what a ride it wow. has been, right? <laughs> amazing ride though. Mm -hmm. So many great things have happened. But before we get into all of that, we first wanted to take a moment and thank you, our amazing audience, for being with us and listening to us week after week, month after month over the last 10 months, for participating and sending us all your curious questions for our Q&A sessions and for showering us with your positive feedback. <laughs> so we really, really appreciate you. you and we can't wait to continue this journey together next year. And as Heather already mentioned, we changed our mind at the last minute for today's episode and decided to share a bit more about ourselves and give you those tips on how to navigate the holidays and start 2022 with your best foot forward. And that being said, we have reserved the gut health topic for January, 
which I think will be the perfect time to mm -hmm. help you with uh, getting your digestive system back on track after all the holiday celebrations. So expect a jam-packed episode as we're going to talk about the gut as our second brain. We'll get into the most common gut-related issues and most importantly, we'll give you our take on how to improve your gut health fast and easy. But now let's talk about 2021, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where to start. I Me feel neither. Like, <laughs> I feel like the beginning of the year is kind of a blur at this point. But in summary, it's been quite an eventful year, beginning with creating this awesome podcast in February. Yes, right? Which has absolutely. Been, just been so much fun. And I've learned a lot along the way. Me just too. Doing I've this. learned so much stuff mm. that I thought I knew, but didn't know exactly or things that I knew, but I didn't know how to explain. So this mm -hmm. podcast allowed me to learn a lot of things that I didn't know. Yeah, just thinking of it deeper by way of explaining to the audience and also then answering the beautiful questions that we received. Mm -hmm. So very helpful. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for interacting with us. So that's amazing. So Heather, maybe we can start off by sharing our biggest challenge of 2021 and what we've learned from it. Do you want to give it a go? <laughs> biggest challenge. <laughs> biggest challenge, yes. Oh boy. First of all, I'd like to begin by sending my sincere gratitude for our listeners, for the support for our show. I really, really appreciate that you've chosen us to be your sort of virtual placeholder for your healing journey. We hope you have received some helpful information and tools to elevate and optimize your healing path or spiritual journey. And one more thing, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for your dedication to your healing journey because as we both mentioned a number of times, when you heal, everyone else who is connected to your life in the past or present or future gets to heal as well. So thank you for your incredible passage. It's always great to keep in mind that we're all healing, not mm -hmm. just ourselves, but everyone connected to us and essentially all of us, right? Yes. <laughs> we're also healing when you're healing. So absolutely it's beautiful. Yes. Healing is a beautiful way to experience ourselves as well as uh, our collective. Mm -hmm. So back to your question, what my biggest challenge was in this year and how I overcame the challenge. Well, I would say my biggest challenge was to practice discernment. For me, 2021 was another year, a thick wall of deception came down so hard. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And but the most crucial lesson was how I could navigate myself through the flooding information and how to trust my intuition over data or information and use my discernment. Because there are so many layers of the reality matrices in this world. It was like an obscene amount of information literally about everything from the left side to right side above and below like kind of gushed out and we were the recipient of those data and information whether it's the right information or wrong information or correct information it was hard to navigate through the information so my biggest takeaway was learning how to use my discernment when to use it trust my truth receptor But this was only possible because everything that happened in 2020 prepared for me for this. 
because the year 2020 was like Hiroshima, Nagasaki, nuclear bomb all over again that came out of nowhere. Well, I'm sure it was planned for decades prior, but at least it felt like it came out of nowhere,、mm-hmm. right? <laughs> totally, yes. Some people were almost forced to regain their superpower and pushed out of their comfort zone for massive spiritual growth during the, the first year of the pandemic. So I can see clearly now that my 2021 was prepared in 2020, and also my 2020 was based on how well. Well, I listen and acted upon my intuition, how well I practice my discernment in 2019. That makes good sense. Yeah, it all builds on, on top of each other, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every action, every reaction, every decision. Yes. So, how about you, Connie? What was your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it this year? Well, I feel similar to you. Most of my challenges have been more of like intangible challenges, like dealing with triggers and my own programming and that kind of stuff.、Mm-hmm. But if I were to compare 2020 and 2021, which are obviously very similar because of all the things pandemic, as you、mm-hmm. just mentioned, I've noticed a huge difference in how I'm dealing with what's happening in the external world and how it affects my internal world. For instance, last year I constantly felt knocked out of my alignment and in a balance, almost like a ball like being tossed around <laughs> in the air from one side to another.、Uh-huh. And Heather, yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, Be- yes, I was there. <laughs> Heather received many of my late night calls <laughs> when I was kind of like in a bad Or place. Or three hours calls. <laughs> But I'm sure many of you can relate to this too, because there was so much information coming out from so many different directions. And I wanted to understand it all, and I wanted to get it right. So I took it all in without any discernment, which、mm-hmm. was the big problem. And I dissected everything and tried to make sense of it all. And when I thought I had finally figured it out, <laughs> something else came up and the house of cards fell again. So I guess they call it going down the rabbit hole. And I did that. I went deep into the rabbit hole, and it caused me a great deal of anxiety and overwhelm and confusion that I had to manage. And then also dealing with certain negative thoughts and emotions, and witnessing the great polarity and divide between people, which was really challenging for me because I'm a peacekeeper by nature. I don't feel comfortable seeing all of this happen. And on top of that, being an empath, I could also feel the collective fear and anxiety sometimes, which、mm-hmm. was really, really difficult to get out of. It was like a lot of things to manage and to deal with.、Mm-hmm. So now, this year, in comparison, even though there's still lots of information and disinformation and confusion out there, I've managed to stay in my center much more and keeping my inner balance, which is so important for me, especially with the kind of work、uh, I'm doing as a therapist. And I would credit a big part of this to my inner work and the spiritual growth and understanding、um, everything I've learned over the last year. And also, I've removed myself from a lot of the information channels I was following last year. And I decided to keep my focus and energy mainly on the things that I wanted to manifest for myself. And it has made a, such a big impact. So, if there's one thing that you want to take away from my story, then it should be this keep your focus away from fear and on the things you want to manifest and achieve in your life. So, I've developed a beautiful spiritual and energy practice for the morning. And now, even when I feel something is off energetically or if I hear some disturbing news, 
I have this big toolbox at my fingertips to keep me calm and centered, which is such a big That's relief. Amazing. And you know exactly how that feels. Uh, I'm still working on the discernment part, <laughs> but Heather has been a great teacher so far. So Aww, thank you for thank that. You. I, I love learning from you. And me too. <laughs> I learn a lot from you too. Thank you. And this is also a big part of what we want to bring to you with this podcast, to give you the tools, the solutions and practices to combat challenging times and help you navigate your particular situation. So we want everyone to have access to this information and to be in balance. The world needs all of you and all of us to be in balance mm -hmm. at this critical time right now. And it's really, really important to work on that. So Heather, do you have any like top three things that you're grateful for? in this year top three things what comes to my mind is first i'm grateful for my health yes very health important is everything and, and the most important thing right same absolutely yeah. yeah that would be on the top of my list too mm -hmm. and um two i'm grateful for my family and friends who have been supportive and number three would be even though it seems a very challenging time. I am really, really grateful for being here at this crazy time. Mm -hmm. Because of the craziness that it's happening in the last couple of years, I was sort of forced to push out of the revolving door of my um, spiritual growth. I came out of the other side of the reality and I've learned so much more than I could ever imagine even learn in a one lifetime. So I'm grateful for whatever is happening, whatever is out there, allow me to appreciate my spiritual growth and my life on this planet at this time. Yeah, I feel like the spiritual growth is exponential during these times, mm -hmm. right? Even though, like you said, it sounds crazy, but it's almost a blessing to experience it because for the soul development, mm -hmm. it's really, really powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you, Connie? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned health, obviously. Mm -hmm. Without it, we couldn't even navigate any of this, right? Nope. Very important. So being alive and healthy. Um, second, I would say being free and a sovereign being and understanding what that means. Very mm, important. That's powerful. And then as a third, and it just comes to my mind now because last night as I was coming home from dinner, I was on the subway and I saw a homeless man lying mm -hmm. you know on the bench in the subway he had all his belongings in like two shopping carts and mm. sleeping on that hard bench w without a blanket and there was people everywhere and it's super basic but I feel like we forget sometimes or we take it for granted and I literally wrote into my gratitude journal this morning mm -hmm. how grateful I was for my beautiful and warm home my comfy bed yes. And the hot water for a nice shower, you know. Um, Absolutely. It's unattainable for many people and probably now more than ever. So I give thanks to that on a regular basis because I, I definitely point. never want to lose that. <laughs> so <laughs> very grateful for that. Okay, so I think we're coming to the point where you're sharing your, is it an eight-step process of setting intentions? Yes. Yes. Okay, so let's do that. Okay. So this is... A technique I have been using since I was, I would say, three years old. Oh, wow. So long ago. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Albert Einstein said, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. Match the energy frequency you want 
and you cannot help but to get the reality. It can be no other way. That is not philosophy. This is physics. I have discovered this famous quote not too long ago, but I knew what he was talking about when I was three years old. I've been achieving impossible goals and dreams with this failure proof creative process. With this technique and the repetitive practice, I have no doubts that your 2022 will be a fantastic year for more creativity, deep healing, incredible life experiences. And the more spiritual growth opportunities. So, are you ready? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Step one preparing body and mind to receive. You are in the receiving mode when you are in the meditative state. This notion thumbs up all the medical papers and the clinical research on hypnosis or hypnotherapy. When your brain is in the alpha or theta state, You become more receptive to better suggestions and helpful information. I meditate daily to realign my energy within myself, then realign myself with the zero point universal neutral center by using a few deep breathing. Use your breath to connect with your brain, nervous system, spinal cord, each organ, and each chakra center. Including the chakras below your feet and above your crown. Step two talking meditation and spinal charge meditation. It may sound a bit weird, even to some experienced meditation practitioners, but this is how I channel to beyond my physicality. I call it higher selves in plural because I am a part of the collective consciousness. I am a family member of the higher consciousness. So, after rebalancing my energy field, I close my eyes and imagine a particular shape that comes to my mind on each foot. With slow and conscious breathing, I move the shape from the back of my feet through my legs and spine, touching each chakra to connect with the energy field above and beyond me. And as I exhale, I bring the shape back in my body through crown chakra down to the root chakra, through my legs back to the bottom of my feet, and sending back to the center of earth. I repeat this process for a few times, and please remember to breathe deeply and slowly during this process. Deep breathing helps you to align with your central energy point. Next, I start resonating with my sound vibration, which simply means I begin humming. Yes, humming. Like, mmm. That's easiest way for me to tune into the frequency of my energy bodies. I feel the sound vibration traveling through my body, and immediately I will start feeling all my 50 trillion cells. Start to resonate with the vibration, or vice versa. I begin to resonate with my cell's energetic resonance. Once the sound vibration calibration is done, I start formulating the sound vibration into words. Simply start speaking whatever comes out of my mouth. I am not channeling, 
I am not thinking. It's not the words come out of my mind, but rather it's the vibration that I am articulating through my mouth. I hope it makes sense. I don't know how to explain, but I am not talking about what my mind thinks, but instead accessing the information I never thought I had. And I am verbalizing that information through my voice. Some information is general, others are profoundly fresh and new information. And I either write it down or record it, whatever I have received. And the important thing here is do not let other entities or energies influence you during this process. That is why you do the first step and the step to strengthen your central energy field. The information will come from you, not from someone else out there that you don't know who is speaking to you. Step three, reviewing achievements. Before I set new intention for the new coming year, I always first review my achievements and accomplishments for the current year, recognizing what I have accomplished, what was given, what worked in my life, how blessed I was for this year, I can end the year with the deepest gratitude. Also, it gives me encouragement to do more and be more for the following year. The mistakes a lot of people make when they set the intention or goals for the new year is to go over things that they didn't achieve, things they didn't do right, and then set goals to achieve the failure from the previous year. Meaning, they start from the state of lack. You hardly achieve anything meaningful from that mindset. Step four, reviewing new learnings. I often talk about what I have learned from specific life experiences with my friends and family. Speaking of what I have learned from the year is mental reminder that I have grown that much. As I go over each lesson I have learned, it's pretty surprising how much I have changed because of that lesson. And I start to see each lesson's positive byproducts and how things unfold because of that learning. Therefore, I intensify my gratitude for that lesson and my life again. Step five, setting new intention for new year. Now, it's all about what I want the new year to be. I usually start each intention with thank you for the experience, such as traveling to a new place, the experience of connecting with a new soul friends, soulmate, experience of having a quality time with my partner, experience of traveling to a new place, rather than saying, I want to go to Dubai, or I want extra $200,000, or I want to have 100 more clients next year. The key here is your intention to be the experience. Why is it so important? Because when you want money that you don't have, which means recognizing and reaffirming that you don't have what you want in your life, Instead, when you project the physical or emotional experience you'd like to experience, that is not coming from lack. You are simply asking the universe for new experiences that are already available to you. 
as I am setting those new intentions for a new year in specific experiences that I would like to experience, I am visualizing they have already happened. I envision the seeing and emotions in detail, and I send my gratitude for the experience back to universe. That is the key to attracting what you want to experience. By doing this process, you will feel and believe that what you want to experience is already there. Now, there are only a couple of more steps left to start manifesting, so stay with me. Step six, visualization meditation. So the next step is visualization meditation. What is visualization meditation? It is simply visualize what you are asking or seeking already happening and already having it in your life, living with it, experiencing it in your life. For example, let's say I want to experience traveling to Peru. I explore and experience a new culture, landmark, nature, meeting new people, enriching my life experience with the new experiences by visiting Peru in my non-physical realm. So when you are doing this step, open your mind, open your heart, expand your creativity to see, feel, touch, smell, and experience that what you are looking to experience in that new year. Visualize as many details as possible. So look around you, behind you, what's there? Who do you see in that picture? Where are you? What's around you? Visualization isn't just imagining. Visualization is a process of creating the reality you want to experience. This is exactly what Albert Einstein said about everything is energy, which he is referring to the non-physical reality and match yourself with the energy of what you want. Then what you want must be manifested in the physical reality. You may say that's what children do. Well, let's look at how children playing in the imaginary world with imaginary friends, having conversation with stuffed animals, traveling to the stars and living in the castle, but they are actually living in the imaginary world, experiencing the life they created. There is a scientific reasoning to the statement. As you know, Connie, Children under 7 or 8 years old have a different brain waves than adults. The human brain before 7 or 8 years old is predominantly in alpha state. And alpha brain waves are the state you can imagine more, visualizing more, and start creating the life experiences you'd like to have. You create the life you want to live in. You create the specific life experiences first in the non-physical reality, and then you add to the next step, the non-physical reality starting to form in the physical form. So step seven is emotional experience stimulation. In this step, I focus on my emotional experience of the visualizing meditation in step six. I start visualizing even more, focusing on my emotional experiences what I am feeling. Then I mentally pin that image of emotional experience into my heart, the physical heart. 
then move on to the next image for the new experience. And then I pin that image into my heart and then move on to the next. I repeat that process during the morning or evening meditation daily. As the days and weeks and a month go by, the image in my heart gets more apparent and more vivid and it becomes a reality in my heart. It's no longer just visualization or imagination. And this is where strange things starting to happen. For example, in the last couple of years, Connie, I think you have seen me receiving over a half million dollars out of out of thin air, yes. <laughs> I'm still trying to copy that. <laughs> and finding a few thousand dollars in cash out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I remember those pictures you right? sent on the phone. Or oh, here's another check. Here's something else, <laughs> another envelope. Like, where is this coming from? <laughs> or receiving the phone calls, new car delivery that oh, I right. did not buy. That's right. <laughs> or meeting the person I needed to meet for business opportunities. So, yes, I can, I'm a witness. <laughs> She's a witness. I think this is a perfect place to bring our favorite neuroscientist and four times New York Times bestseller, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and his wisdom. Dr. Joe Dispenza emphasizes that unpredictable, unbelievable success will only come from the unknown which is an absolutely true statement. I've experienced that hundreds of times in my life. And that's the next and the last step is all about. Step eight, Heather's secret ritual for New Year's resolutions. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so every year I do this step when I set new intentions for New Year. And I believe this completes the process of setting new intentions and turning the switch on for my New Year's kaleidoscope. I know that figuring out how, that is not my job, but I am responsible for clarifying what I choose to experience. And I turn the switch that connects between the universe and me to co-create the experience I've just asked for. And I am done. This step is something I started doing naturally because I felt so good doing this and because I see the results of accomplishing almost all intentions and all unpredictable dreams and intentions for every year since I can remember how long, but almost all my life. So I'm swum by it and this is my secret tool for all my life. So how I connect with the universe is probably different from how you connect with universe. But um, I basically start connecting with every cell in my body. And every cell of my body, which there are about 37 to 50 trillion cells in my body, they start to connect with the universal energy. And when that connection is locked in, I start imagining and visualizing the universe and myself creating the new experiences that I'd like to experience. And I leave a little bit of unknown factor because unknown is the juicy part. Because if I can imagine things I'd like to experience, it's probably based on what I have already known or experienced. 
So I leave the unknown part for the universe to figure out to surprise me. That's the best part, right?、Mm-hmm. It would be boring if you knew everything already. Right. And this is something I remember from Joe Dispenza. How does he say? Like to love the unknown, right?、Mm-hmm. To be. Open to the unknown and surprised by the unknown and not fearful of it,、mm-hmm. right? It's easier said than done because our ego wants to control everything, right? But it's beautiful. Yeah, the, the key point、mm-hmm. is to trust the unknown and lead forward to the unknown because usually our subconscious mindset, whenever we experience or get close to something unknown,、mm-hmm. Our mind is pulling us back from the unknown because our subconscious mind perceives that unknown as unpredictable or dangerous. Yeah, it's scary. Or threat yeah, or scary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we usually don't experience something beyond what we know already. But the juicy part and the miracle and the magic are in the unknown. Mm-hmm. So, you have to invite the unknown and let the universe surprise you beyond what you can imagine, what, beyond what you are asking. And I think this is the reason why I can achieve a lot more than what I am projecting and what I am setting the intentions for for each year because of, I leave a little bit space for the universe to surprise me. That's awesome. That's why they say to not worry about the how, right? So, how to receive. Something because you can only imagine what you already know, you would limit yourself、mm-hmm. to receive whatever you want, right? Exactly, yeah, that makes so much sense. And by the way, this eight step New Year's resolution intention setting guide is on my website at www.heatherandhertz.com. Please go to Hart's blog page for more information. One thing you said,、um, great example, is about the children, you know, how they create reality and imagination,、mm-hmm. which is essentially what we're all doing.、Yep. Just we forget as adults that what we see is an outpicturing of our imagination. Conscious or unconscious, and the kids obviously they're still in this brainwave state where they just do it, and it's it's beautiful. They're so natural、right? creators, very natural. And one other thing I wanted to say is what you've、uh, shared is like a nice compilation of all these different manifesting tools, right? So it incorporates the different components of magnetism and law of attraction and all these different ways,、mm-hmm. which is really beautiful. I can see how effective this is for, for really manifesting what you want. So, thank you again. And I have one more question like, how long does this process take to go through these eight steps? Uh, I usually start reviewing. I mean, meditation is an everyday thing.、Mm-hmm, so it's、mm-hmm. not like I, I start meditating because I wanted to set an intention for、right. New Year's. But if you did these eight steps as a New Year's intention setting, usually、uh, two to three months. I usually start end of October ish. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. So I usually dedicate the last three months reviewing, counting the new learnings. Mm-hmm. What I have achieved,、um, so that you can end the current year t h e r e such a great note、mm-hmm. by knowing how much you have accomplished, how much blessing you have received. And from there, you don't set the intention from the lack. So, absolutely, I、yes. agree. But this process of going through the steps、mm-hmm. is taking 10 minutes or 20 minutes. You know what I mean? I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. It depends. 
I don't like formality. And I always just start with a meditation, start with centralizing my mm-hmm. you know, alignment and energies and connect mm-hmm. with the universal energy. And from there, you can't go wrong. And you can do wrong. If you feel like doing, you know, just for three minutes review, then mm-hmm. that's the right amount of time. And if you incline to sit down and, you know, face to the notebook for next hour or so, that's the right things to do too. Okay, got it. Okay, perfect. So everyone just goes with the flow. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you. Okay, and this wraps up today's episode. We're so happy we were able to share a bit more about ourselves and perhaps give you some inspiration or ideas about what you can manifest for yourself this coming year. And of course, we already look forward to having you with us again in 2022 for some more exciting topics and insights. And as mentioned before, we're going to start off with our conversation about gut health in January why our gut is called our second brain, the most common issues, and what you can do to improve your gut health immediately. So please join us on January 5th at 6 o'clock for our next episode. Until then, enjoy the holidays with your loved ones and have a fantastic start into the new year. Take care. Have a happy holidays and a happy new year.